Hey everybody, welcome to The Favorite Show, the podcast where we talk about our favorite things. Every week we pick a different topic to discuss, and since best can be subjective, we talk about the things that are our favorites. My name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And you guys, this is a historic moment for The Favorite Show. For the first time ever, we have a guest who we're not related to. (laughs) (laughs) Everyone, please welcome friend of the show, Catherine. Hello. Thank you so much for having me. We've been talking about doing this for a while, and I think we have the perfect topic uh, this week, which is going to be just just real great. And uh, so we we needed a real expert to join us for this one. So Catherine is perfect. Anyway, welcome. I'm so glad we could do this. Yay! I'm excited. It'll be. Do we it'll be fun. do the genealogy, or does having her on the show mean we are actually related somehow? You know, I think <laughs> I think I think you're officially family. <laughs> if you go back far enough. <laughs> oh man! Well, before we jump into this week's topic, we do have a couple of emails. The first one is from Catherine. I'm debating if I should have you read this yourself or if I should just read it. <laughs> I'll read it. Maybe this, you, can, you can critique me. You, or elaborate. <laughs> there we go. So Catherine, who is sitting across from me, says, Hi, favorite show friends. This is a fun topic today. Most of my favorite soups are rooted in nostalgia. My all-time favorite soup is chicken soup with rice. I had it all the time as a kid, and it brings back good, warm memories. Something about the rice in the soup just made it. Another childhood favorite of mine is crab soup. My grandma would make this for us when we would come to visit. She lived just outside of Baltimore where crab is king. It was so good. And a friend of our family makes the best green chili stew. I have the recipe, and I've never been able to make it quite as good as she does. Uh, In the last year or two, Robert and I found a recipe for tortellini soup. It's cheese tortellini and spinach in a tomato base, and it's delicious. And last, shout out to chicken noodle soup, especially if it's homemade, always hits the spot. Can't wait for this week's episode. (laughs) 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 There it is. Love it. (laughs) Those are good soups. I like it. They're very good. Yeah, we missed. I I don't think we talked about like a chicken soup with rice, especially I, I don't. I actually don't know what the difference between rice and wild rice is, but most of the time I feel like it's wild rice in there, but it's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super good. Our other email is from Robert, who is is not joining in on this topic, but he's sitting right here in the room with me as well. So <laughs> I'm going to read your email too, unless you want to come over and do it. Uh, it's about soups and poems. He says, hello, favorite show. Wanted to tell you about my favorite poet and soup. No, they are not related. <laughs> uh, my favorite soup is Zupa Toscana. Am I saying that right? Yes, he says yes. Okay. Uh, Also from Olive Garden, (laughs) a simple cream soup of potatoes, bacon, and kale. Uh, As soon as it starts to cool, I have this in my instant pot. Also, shout out to New England clam chowder in a bread bowl. There is a slight possibility that I'm related to my favorite poet, as our families are from the same area. Robert Burns was born in 1759 and is best known as National Poet of Scotland. He wrote a poem called Tam O'Shanter that later became the name of Walt Disney's favorite restaurant here in L.A. Uh, every year they celebrate Robert Burns Day by serving haggis and reading his poem, uh, Address Address to a Haggis. Am I saying any of this right? Okay. <laughs> uh, if you don't know what haggis is, uh, don't look up this delicacy of sheep innards. <laughs> and then he has the poem here. I There's the part of me that wants to try and do a Scottish accent, but it's not going to be good. <laughs> so I'm just going to read it. Uh, Fair for your honest son. Well, I'm not even going to say all these words. <laughs> I can't read. Sonsie, S-O-N-S-I-E. You know, Scottish, like they speak English, but it's it's not our brand of English. <laughs> Fair for you, honest, Sonsie face. Great chieftain, oh, the puddin' race. Uh, aboon them, a ye talk your, pay, your place. Pinch, tripe, or therm. That was really bad. 
Somebody go look that up on YouTube. That was great. Find somebody, was great. find somebody who knows how to read it and is Scottish, and that will be better. Uh, and then he says he's best known for putting to page all Lang Syne. Uh, normally oh. sung at New Year's, my favorite time I heard it sung was a sad occasion. Its words tell us to remember those who love us and the good times we had. And there's a hand, my trusty friend, and give me hand of thine, and we'll take a right good will draught for all Lang Syne. Keep up the fantastic work. I look forward to today's episode, Robert. Robert, I butchered your email so badly. <laughs> It didn't help that you're sitting there looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> the pressure was on. Oh, man. Well, that's all the emails. That's all the updates I had. You guys have anything before we jump in? I, I do have to uh, clarify a statement from last week. Apparently, I damaged Alex's honor. Oh, no. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the standard bulldog ramen is not too spicy for him. It was the extra spicy one that was a little too much for him. Oh, so, okay. Just to be clear, he can handle his spice. He oh, wanted okay. me to... <laughs> I could just see him yelling in the car as he listened to it. <laughs> and now I just heard him across the room. I can't believe you. I phrased that mean. I'm sorry, Alex. <laughs> <laughs> well, cool. Well, unless there's anything else, I think we can jump into this week's topic, which again, we had to have our, our expert Catherine on the topic here. Our favorite horror movies. And many of you will, may, will, will say, well, wait a minute. You guys already did scary movies. But remember, we are babies. <laughs> we don't do well with real scary movies. And so a lot of our scary movies were like, mm, they were they were nice. They were kind of fun, but a little spooky. Horror movies, we're getting into real scary stuff, right? And uh and actually I don't I'm not even sure uh genre-wise that what exactly is uh the difference. There's a lot of sh- subgenres of horror. Uh, but Shannon and Catherine, you guys could tell us a little bit more. Kat- Shannon, you looked up a little bit, I think. <laughs> I did, yes. So I'm going to begin this episode by disappointing Catherine. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> I, I am just a big old limp, as has been established, and horror has never been something that I've really, really enjoyed. But then as I like started looking up stuff about it, I was like, well, that's not even necessarily true because lots of my very favorite scary movies are actually technically horror films. But just kind of good old Wikipedia, I did a quick search. <laughs> and so they're saying, like, the very first sentence is, horror is a film genre that seeks to elicit fear or disgust in its audience for entertainment purposes. And so lots of times it will explore a darker subject matter. It will, you know, broad elements include monsters or apocalyptic events or um, things like that. But the intent is to show like a psychological reaction in their audience. And it was interesting because this whole article was fascinating, talking about all of the early inspirations for horror films coming, you know, from old Gothic and horror literature, like Edgar Allan Poe that we talked about, Mary Shelley, Bram Stoker. And then the history of horror film, I thought was fascinating to read about because it was talking about the very earliest of films happening in long time ago of like an old Frankenstein and old Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, but then really the success happening kind of in the 1930s, starting with like the universal monster movies. And that's where like, as I'm reading this list, I'm like, oh, that's a favorite of mine. That's a favorite of mine, (laughs) of all of these universal monster movies and how they led to this box office success. And a lot of Horror movies kind of stemmed from there, both from Universal and from other studios and things, and how eventually it kind of had kind of a dip in popularity. And like in the early 50s there, there were almost no new horror films 
because of declining sales that were happening. So they started to re-release their older horror films rather than making new ones. And eventually it kind of picked up speed again, which then led to the 1960s movies that the first one they listed uh, of the genre changing a lot was with Alfred Hitchcock's Psycho, which is another Mm -hmm. one of my favorites. (laughs) Yeah, I was a little bit pleased actually when I was looking through like because, of course, I just Googled, like, horror movies and just to see what kind of the, the biggest ones of all time. I was pleased to see that a few of my favorites from our scary movies were on the list, like Psycho and okay. Jaws was on there. And yes. Yeah. So, yeah. So then it kind of talked about how the horror genre really changed at that point that we started to add in, you know, these new ideas for horror that, you know, at that point, you know, we started to get more of the multiple personalities, serial killers, and things like that, eventually leading to, as I went through, you know, we started to get in the 80s, Jason Voorhees and Michael Myers and Freddy Krueger and things like that. So it was interesting to read through that. And there is a lot of overlap between them because I find that more than horror, I prefer thriller, which is just saying like, you know, it's more suspense and you're kind of trying to figure out some kind of mystery over the course of it. But there's so much overlap between them that it's kind of hard to really define them as one or the other. Yeah, it's very interesting. Catherine, you, you're, again, the expert. I'm going to say this a bunch of times. What do, what do you think about like different genres of horror? I mean, of, of your favorites, there's probably a wide range, right? Definitely. And that's what makes horror movies so exciting is there kind of is something for everybody. You do get the more psychological thriller, you know, the, high, the Hitchcock stuff. Um, there's plenty of slasher movies if you want the blood and the gore. Um, <laughs> and just, you know, even within the realm of scary movies, there's ghost movies or devil exorcism movies or, you know, serial killer movies. So there's something for whatever you're into. That's that's cool. Yeah, definitely. I think we all uh, of the Sutherland family, we tend to go more toward the... Uh, you know, suspense thriller sort of thing, but uh, there's a lot out there. Um, I should say before we get into any of the specifics, just a quick content warning. Um, because it's horror movies, we're probably going to be talking about some uh, potentially violent <laughs> things. Uh, we're, we, I don't, we won't go into too much, you know, gory detail, but we're going to be talking about some of that. So just in case, uh, that's your trigger warning. Also, probably some spoiler alerts. We're probably going to reveal some secrets of these movies just talking about them. So I always try to be careful, but just that's your warning. We're talking about scary stuff, maybe gross stuff, <laughs> and revealing secrets. So anyway, that's your warning. You can stop now <laughs> or, or, or well, you've been warned. <laughs> you've been warned. <laughs> well, I did try to do a lot of homework because we knew that we were doing this topic. And I, like, like last year when I was talking about arachnophobia and how I had to be really brave and make myself watch it again and... <laughs> Oh, that was not pleasant, but I watched it. So I knew this topic was coming. And so I actually got a list of some of your favorites, Catherine and Robert, uh, uh, your favorite horror movies. And I tried to watch a bunch of them. So I I forced myself. Granted, I watched a lot of them in the middle of the day. (laughs) I didn't watch them before I went to bed. Um, Don't turn those lights off either. It was scary (laughs) enough. But anyway, so uh, let's start with you, Catherine, though. I want to hear some of your favorites and then maybe I can jump in with any that I may have watched and and we'll, we'll, we'll go from there. All right. This was really hard for me to distill down to just a few to talk about. Um, so I'm glad it's the favorite show and didn't have to rank any of these. So I'm just kind of putting them out in the order they came to me. 
Uh, I should say real quick, you and Robert both are wearing amazing Halloween shirts. You guys are both. <laughs> I know. I know. Jack Skellington's the king of you know, of the pumpkins or whatever, the Halloween town. I think you two give him a run for his money. You guys oh, are the Halloween <laughs> royalty here. So anyway, sorry. I had to point that out. Since that, though you guys can't see us, I had to point that out. So anyway, sorry. Well, continue. This is another visual topic. Um, my first movie I have is Trick or Treat, which is the shirt The shirt I am you're wearing. wearing. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> Not very appropriate. So this is a great movie. Uh, a lot of people don't know about it because I don't think it was ever released in the movie theater until this year. Uh, but it came out in 2007. Um, it's by it's directed by Michael Dougherty, and I believe he wrote it as well. And uh, it's got Anna Paquin, Brian Cox, Dylan Baker. And it is a uh, it's a movie that has five different stories that are all woven together. So they're all separate little vignettes, but they all have a common theme. And uh, the one thing that unites them is the character of Sam, who's my cute little guy here on my shirt. Uh, <laughs> he does look adorable. He's adorable. In a I love scary him way. <laughs> so much. Um, but he is the spirit of Halloween. And he goes around and makes sure everyone is following the rules. And the rules are you always wear a costume. You always have to hand out candy. You never blow out a jack-o'-lantern. And you always check your candy. And if you don't do one of those things, he's going to come after you and give you what you deserve. Um, <laughs> um, but it's a fun movie. It's got, uh, it's got some horror elements to it. Uh, it's got some comedy to it. It's a little lighthearted. So anyone who's maybe a little scared or a little hesitant to watch a scary movie, this is one I would recommend starting with because it's it's fairly on the tame side i think you're speaking directly to us the rest of the usual <laughs> favorite show to all right yes, many yes. names <laughs> <Queen, Queen. Sutherland. laughs> but it's a fun fun movie uh sam he gets his name from the word Samhain, uh which is the uh the gaelic version of halloween the, the, the fall festival um so this is a, this is a cute movie Cool. Yeah, we definitely. That's not one that I watched. It was on your list, and I I didn't see it for streaming anywhere. So no, it might not. I be. I didn't get that one. But we've talked about watching it, so I think yes. maybe we have to have a it's have a, a movie one. night it's before too one. long. It's interesting. I just googled it. I totally am familiar with Sam and everything. Mm -hmm. Because I thought he was just the mascot for Spirit Halloween, no. which I'm sorry for how much that might have just made you cringe. No. But like you just said a slogan that he's the spirit of Halloween mm -hmm. and he is all over in the Spirit Halloween stores. Yes. I buy their stuff every year that's got him yes. on. I have a very large collection at home. Love it. That's but, yeah. great. He's just great. Well, let me let me jump in with one. This is this is a repeat from last year, but I just want to mention as I was re-watching, I, I watched a bunch of new ones, but I also revisited a few movies from last year, from, from times past. And I have to say, so I went back. I, I know I said in our scary movies that what, seeing Silence of the Lambs once was enough, but <laughs> I went and watched it again. Boy, that movie wow. is really good. It's terrifying, but it's really, really <laughs> good. Like, it's such a well-made film, and the acting is really incredible. So Silence of the Lambs came out in 1991. I've said this all in the other episode, but in case you hadn't heard or in case you didn't listen to that episode, uh, it's a psychological horror film directed by Jonathan Dem. Dem? D-E-M-M-E. I think it's Demi. Demi. Okay. Say, we got the expert here. 
It stars Jodie Foster as Clarice Starling, young FBI trainee who is hunting serial killer Buffalo Bill, who does bad things. (laughs) Um, And to catch him, she seeks the advice of the imprisoned Dr. Hannibal Lecter, which is Anthony Hopkins, a brilliant psychiatrist and cannibalistic serial killer who has been captured. So I, I do think, yeah, the psychological aspect of that movie, like really... Like we've said, we're we're into the thriller sort of thing. Even from the very beginning, the opening scene where she's she's in like FBI training and she's out like jogging through the woods. But like you don't go into this movie being like, oh, this is going to be a feel good film. No, you know, it's going to be scary. So from the very beginning where she's alone running through the woods, I instantly was like on edge, like, oh, crap, what's going to happen to her? And spoiler alert. Nothing happens to her in that scene in the woods. Like, it's just the opening scene of the movie. But immediately I'm on edge. I'm like, what's going to happen? The acting really is phenomenal. The cinematography is really phenomenal. Uh, they the, the movie was up for a whole bunch of awards, including uh, a couple of Academy Awards. It was up for Best Picture, Best Director, uh, Best Actor and Best Actress, and Best Adapted Screenplay. Um, it is the only horror film to win Best Picture, apparently, according to Wikipedia. Wow. Anyway, I don't know what it is that I feel like is especially scary to me about serial killers. There's this interesting like fascination that I think a lot of people have with serial killers. And I think that's part of what makes Silence of the Lambs so intriguing and also terrifying at the same time is that it really is based around this Buffalo Bill serial killer as well as Anthony Anthony Hopkins character. But, you know, they have traits that are kind of borrowed from real life mm-hmm. things that have happened. And that's really extra terrifying to me. I, I, I Upon watching it again, I was like, man, this really is like it's scary, but it's this is such a well-made, really good movie, too. So I just had to throw that one out uh, as, as a revisit from last year. And then I'll, then I promise I'll get on to ones that I haven't already talked about. <laughs> I appreciate your attempt, but I probably still won't watch it. <laughs> that's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Because uh, So I'll jump in. So kind of picking up from last year, one that I believe maybe, Aaron, you talked about. I didn't listen to the episode again recently, but it's actually a comedy horror genre. It came out in 1990, and that's arachnophobia. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to rehash um, kind of all the details on it, but it was funny because after that episode, I think I even gave it as a brief update at one point. My wife and I went and watched it, and I think the thing that got me was it was less about like the big big daddy super spider that has like the fight scene and stuff like that. It was more about just these random people who, you know, as, as the, the writers were sitting around or I, I don't know, maybe it wasn't even the writers. They were like, what are the creepiest places we could put like these little spiders, you know? Mm-hmm. And so it's like, Everywhere you can put your hand that you can't see it, like turning on a lamp or going up to the counter. You know, there's that little space so that you can stand up closer to the counter. Mm -hmm. Well, now every time I brush my teeth, I'm like, my foot is going to get bit by a spider. (laughs) I always check the shower because of that movie. Yes. Yes. Yep. yep. Oh, yeah. And Sean, you guys have a real deal spider infestation happening next door to your house. Do you (laughs) not? Tell us about that, please. (laughs) (laughs) You keep sending Marco Polos to us (laughs) about these spiders. And every time I'm like, no, you guys have to move now. Yeah. Yeah. So it's uh, apparently apparently it's a pretty seasonal thing um, where these orb weavers just spring up everywhere. And uh, I don't know if we were oblivious in previous years or or there were other things going on but we would go for a walk like there's this there's this church building that uh, that i live next to and we walk around it and my daughter who's five was like let's count them 
And so we walk around the church and we get up to like 24 spiders or something like that. And these webs for these spiders will sometimes span like 20 feet. Like, I don't know how they do it, like blowing in the wind or whatever, but they're these bulbous spiders that are chomping down on something. And, and, you know, as we go by and, oh my goodness, the, the scariest though, um, where again, my, my, my fears became real as we were walking along a sidewalk uh, and luckily it wasn't my whole family. It was just my oldest, the five-year-old. And she was pointing something out and out of the corner of my eye, I saw something and stopped her. And there was a web across the sidewalk with a spider right there in the middle at like her head height. Oh, geez. So anyway, yeah, I don't leave the house anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know there was a video you sent to the family uh, that Amber had taken. And she was like, like they were like all around, like up in the trees and like above them. And I was like, no, get away. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah, I was not aware of this. Um <laughs> I moved in, but luckily it's only for like a month and then they lay eggs that just like sit dormant until, you know, for 10 months or 11 months or something like that until they just take over for a little bit to lay eggs again. So luckily we have not found any on our house, but they're, they're pretty freaky looking spiders and they were everywhere. So no, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, now because of arachnophobia, I'm pretty sure one of those is in every scary place in my life, even though it ha- has not been confirmed. That's what that movie taught me. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> it It is. It was a pretty good movie, though. I, I have to say, like, there there are a lot of comedic moments in it. And and it is over the top in in like, <laughs> I, I don't know. You, you know, have you ever seen that TikTok of the guy? who's like sitting in a chair and he's about to bungee jump. And he's like, no, 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 no. Listen to me. Listen to me. Uh-huh. <laughs> I have to that, tell you something. Let me tell you something. something. Let me tell oh, you yes, something. I have, to, I have to tell you something. I have to tell you something. <laughs> you know, that, that, that is kind of what that movie did where it's like really funny, but then like uncomfortable too. <laughs> because, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> because you're like, Oh, that's funny. Ooh. Oh, wow. Oh, uh, it's funny. <laughs> so anyway, that's, that's, it's more of an update, I guess, but I did go ahead and watch it, enjoyed it. And it did make me more afraid of spiders, but, um, I guess, I guess it was worth it. There you oh, go. Good. Um, for me, I really like corn. I'm sorry. I got to say that one again. I can't say that phrase. All right. Um, Speaking of TikTok. Speaking of TikToks. Okay. Um, For my favorites, obviously, you know, a lot of mine are going to be repeats from last year. But of all of the Universal Monster movies, I think my most favorite is probably The Wolfman. And that one was from 19... Let me look. 1941. Um, And it was really interesting reading about it as well for this time around. Um, I mean, standard werewolf movie but what was kind of cool actually was reading up about the makeup that they used for him um because this makeup i guess he'd had a different they had different werewolf makeup and effects and things for werewolves of london which had come out previously and a couple years previously i believe um yeah 1935 werewolf of london but then for the wolfman they were like well we need as far as part of the plot to be able to recognize that this is the same person so we need to redo this makeup to be able to see a lot more of his features in his face as well and so the makeup took about five or six hours to put on and then another hour just to take off and a big thing with it is that that was like the really cool special effect of the movie is that you're seeing him transforming into this wolfman 
And like you see a shot of his face and it's a lap dissolve effect. And so he has this progressive makeup that is getting put on and then he goes and gets more makeup and then he comes and does another shot and then he goes get some more makeup and then another shot um which reading about it it was saying let's see i gotta find where it was um so yeah and it was a grease paint as well because it was so long ago um but he would line himself up using um a pane of glass for reference so he can make sure he was right there um and then several feet of film was shot and then he would go back to the makeup department and come back and the whole oh. thing was done about a half a dozen times and wow. on screen is a few seconds long. But for him, it took about 10 hours to do. That's crazy. Pretty sure I've seen that shot. Yeah, that's that's awesome. And it's wild to think about how much work went into that with the special effects we have today that I don't know. I just think that's really cool. Movie magic. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm going to put that with the tornado from The Wizard of Oz. Don't know how they did that thing. I even read an article. <laughs> Still don't understand. It is funny when you see some of those effects. Like now, like you were saying, Shannon, with all of our modern effects and stuff. But like, you know, they, they have such a, a cool charm to them now. But like, especially back then when it was the first time you had seen anything like that. Like not the Snow White and the Seven Dwarves as a horror movie. But like audiences were like shocked. When the transformation, when the queen takes the bite of the apple and she's transforming into the witch, like that was the first time anybody had seen anything like that in a movie theater, even even though it was animated, it was like shocking to to audiences. So it's kind of cool going back and seeing some of those effects. And even if they haven't necessarily aged that well by our standards, like they were revolutionary. It was really cool. Catherine, what else you got for us? Oh, gosh. Madam expert. (laughs) (laughs) So next up is Halloween 3. Not Halloween 1 or 2, <laughs> but 3. And this one's kind of the anomaly in this series. Um, it came out in 1982. It was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace. And the premise of this movie is that uh, there's a, an evil novelty company called Silver Shamrock. They're making masks for Halloween, and they want kids to buy them because... Something is going to happen if they wear their masks on Halloween night. Um, So this is the only Halloween movie that doesn't have Michael Myers in it. Interesting. Uh, I did not know that. Yes. So originally, uh, John Carpenter and Deborah Hill, who were behind the original Halloween movie, they agreed to do the third Halloween movie only if it wasn't a direct sequel to Halloween 2, because they didn't want to have another Michael Myers movie. Hmm. Uh, The director, Tommy Wallace, explained that it is our intention to create an anthology out of the series, sort of along the lines of Night Gallery or The Twilight Zone, only on a much larger scale, of course. And each year, a new film would be released that focused on some aspect of the Halloween season. That's cool. Wow. It's cool, but it didn't. This film did not do well. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) It uh, bombed at the box office. And so that idea was scrapped. And they brought Michael Myers back for Halloween 4, 5, 6, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, <laughs> That's a bummer. <laughs> but this is a really kind of fun movie just on its own. It's very campy. It's The plot is pretty thin, but it's a lot of fun. Um, it's got a great little jingle that goes along with it, the, the little jingle the Shamrock Company has that they play on TV. It's a fun little song. Hmm. So I recommend looking that up if you want to get it stuck in your head. <laughs> But that's a fun. I, I enjoy that movie. It's silly. It's campy. It's it's something special. I haven't seen any of the Halloween movies. Those were other ones that were on your list that I I 
I, I, don't, I don't have all the streaming services. I have some, but it wasn't one that was on there. So I'll have to keep that on the list for Definitely. whenever I find it. The first one you've got to watch. That's, that's the classic. Classic, but, yeah. Uh, Halloween 3 is fun if you want something a little different. I will I will keep an eye out for it, yeah. Well, and since it's an anthology or the the one the one anthology, I could probably just watch three you directly, could. right? Like yeah. yeah. It's a standalone movie. It has nothing to do with any of the other Halloween movies. There's one little glimpse of Michael Myers in Halloween three. Um, but it's just kind of a background thing. They're watching TV in a bar and you see him on the TV. But that's oh, interesting. Yeah. That's really interesting, yeah. That's cool. Uh, the next one I want to talk about, actually two movies uh, in succession that I watched together, is The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Mm-hmm. So I, <laughs> I'm i I'm not big on slasher movies or whatever, but I had heard so much about these movies. It was like one of these like big, I don't know, not I don't know if it's this, quite the same level as like Friday the 13th, the Halloween, that sort of thing. But like, it's just one of those ones that I heard a lot of like, as like a big, scary Halloween type of movie. Yeah. So... I went and watched the first one, uh, which came out in 1974. Uh, The film follows a group of friends who fall victim to a family of cannibals while on their way to visit an old homestead. The film is marketed as being based on true events to attract a wider audience. It is not based on true events. Um, there are some loose, loosely based things uh, from Ed Ed Gain. Is that his last uh, his name? The the serial killer. But it was there were never there was no real life Texas Chainsaw Massacre, even though it's marketed as such. Um, it was it was interesting. Um, I, I think it's it's interesting uh, seeing the difference in pacing in movies from back then versus now. Just the difference of just how films were made. This movie was made on a very low budget. It was between $80,000 and $140,000 to make the movie. Wow. It has brought in over $30 million, uh, So it's it's done well. It's definitely turned into a cult classic. But it's interesting seeing the, uh, the pacing of it. I feel like the original Texas Ma- Chainsaw Massacre, there were long stretches of kind of boring. <laughs> you know, have you seen it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So – there's like there's like the whole beginning thing where they're in this van and they're driving somewhere. I feel like there were long stretches of them just kind of like hanging out and talking and doing whatever. And I was like, okay, if it, if this movie was made today, this would be a much shorter scene. They pick up a hitchhiker and the hitchhiker is acting all weird and like playing with a knife and being really creepy. And again, if it was made today, that scene would probably still be there, but it would be much shorter. And in this original movie, it was real long. Like it kind of, I feel like it dragged on too long. <laughs> and so so my my opinion of the film even though I I was good and scary, I feel like there were long stretches of kind of like a little bit boring or like almost tedious like this girl's running through the woods. She's still running through the woods. <laughs> She's still running through the woods, you know. <laughs> but then old Leatherface with the chainsaw jumps out and then you get some excellent jump scares and some real scary things. There was clearly some you know, gross, you know, kind of violent stuff. But I feel like it was more teased. It was more like, like when I forget, I forget the character's name. When the one guy is first walks into the house and Leatherface opens up the door and hits him with a hammer. Like it was just so quick and shocking. And then the door was closed and then it was over, you know? So I feel like there was a lot of that. That's when, yeah, you don't see a whole lot. It's left up to your imagination. Yeah. It wasn't actually that gory of a film, although there was, you know, there still was but a, I think a of chainsaw. it as being gory. Yeah, yeah, but, for yeah. sure. Well, so then after I watched that, I was like, okay, so I know there are several in the series. And so then I watched the newest one, which uh, just came out. Oh, is that the one on Netflix? Yeah, the one on Netflix, mm-hmm. yeah. Which, let me pull up my, my, my Wikipedia page. Maggie, you little noisy thing. Um, 
So then I watched the newest one, which is on Netflix, which is called Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Um, it came out in 2022, this year, directed by David Blue Garcia. Um, and it is the ninth installment of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre <laughs> franchise. I didn't know there were that many. There's a lot of them. A lot of oh. reboots. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Maggie, come here. I'm just going to take that collar off real quick because she's jingly. Come here. Come here. She's not going to move. Okay. Be quiet. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, n- nine of them. I didn't know there were that many. But uh, so in this latest one, uh, again, the pacing was much faster. It was definitely, you know, more modern. It's not a long movie, though. It's 83 no. minutes long. So it's not, it's not that long of a movie. Hmm. Um, I feel like it was exponentially gorier. Yes. <laughs> this that, was the a bus scene alone. <laughs> yes. This movie was a bloodbath. It was intense and gory and violent. And I'll be honest, had a nightmare or two since watching oh, no. it. <laughs> oh, no. but, that, but that probably could have contributed also that I watched like a dozen horror movies in the last two weeks. So um, <laughs> that wasn't healthy anyway. <laughs> but anyway, but uh I feel like the story actually the, the the movie didn't get great reviews based on the story. I think a lot of people who are into like the the slasher gore type of films, there's plenty of it, and so that was it was you know well received on that front. I feel like the movie was full of a lot of rather unlikable characters. Like you know, there's the the one kind of hick guy with the gun is kind of like the ultimate like stereotype of what people don't like about conservatives. And then the one girl who had like the curly hair and the tucked in, you know, the high rise pants and stuff. She was like the stereotype of what everyone hates about liberals. It was like, there was the two opposites of like, (laughs) like, well, you're unlikable and you're unlikable for opposite reasons. Um, And I think they do that so that when they do get killed off, you're cheering for the killer as opposed to feeling sad that these people are dying. It's true. Yeah. I, I felt it was very weird kind of mixed emotions. There were only two people I liked. And one of them survived. <laughs> the other one was like the, the the first guy to get killed. Um, but yeah, it was uh, it was very violent. It was very gory. You know, obviously he's using a chainsaw as his weapon of choice. And they, boy, they showed everything in yes. this movie. It was Oof. intense. Like you met, like you alluded to. I won't get into into details, but the bus scene. There are people on a bus, and he <laughs> just takes care of business, and yep. it's a lot. So yep. anyway. <laughs> That's that's what I don't think I'll be revisiting. But anyway, I I had to, I had to get my sampling of the first one and the last one, and so I feel like now I have a pretty good. And you've basically seen all of them. They're all kind of <laughs> now. I, now I know what Texas Chainsaw Massacre is all about, which I probably could have guessed from the title. But anyway, now I know. So, anyway, well, so I I had a realization today as I was going um, to to think through some some additional movies. And that is that as time progressed, and I think gore was willing to be shown more. I know that's an overgeneralization. I'm not saying in every horror movie, but it, I made it to 1990. So both movies I have today uh, are 1990, and then I, I haven't been able to take any horror movies since. So <laughs> apparently, so the next one I've talked about it very briefly, but it's a movie called Tremors. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It takes place in kind of a nowhere Nevada. Um, you know, these guys are heading out of this little town and they see this guy up on, I think it's like a, an electrical pole or kind of something like that hanging on and he's died. And then they're like, he just stayed up there and he died. He got like dehydrated and died, but he was so scared to get down. He would rather die hanging onto this thing than get down and come to find out there are these there are these giant worms who love to eat human flesh. And when I say giant worms, I mean like I don't know how long they were. It's it's been been a been a minute, but maybe like 
10 meters long or something like that, you know, or uh, uh, I'm American yards long. Um, <laughs> and, and, but anyway, it's, it's super, super silly, um, where they're just trying to figure out how to get away and how to kill these, these giant, these giant human eating worms that go in the ground. And there's like, I, I don't know, over the top of like the seismologists and stuff like that, like listening and trying to understand what's going on and then figuring out how these, how these worms work and how they know where they're at and what's safe or building safe or these big boulders safe. But anyway, it's, it's a good one. It's, it's one that if you're looking for uh, a horror movie that, that probably seems like it's going to be scarier than it is. I guess I don't have an irrational fear of big worms like I do spiders. So maybe that's part of the difference. But um, I did not know this until I was looking some stuff up for it. But it's actually part of a much larger Tremors franchise that had five more direct-to-video sequels after. And I don't think I've seen any of them, actually. I love that as we're talking about all these films, Catherine, you're just nodding your head. Like, you've seen them all, (laughs) right? I haven't seen all the Tremors. I think we saw one, two, and three. We've got them on the DVR, and we just haven't gotten through them all. Nice. I just love love that you know all about it. That's so great. I love it. (laughs) I wasn't sure if that means that three, it's kind of dropped off, or there are just so many horror movies in the queue for you that... That, uh, you know, it, it'll get there eventually. All of the above. <laughs> I mean, I guess we just just discussed there's nine Texas Chainsaw right, yeah. movies. So. That's true. I don't think yeah. I've seen all nine of those. There's a lot to get through. How many Halloween movies did you say there are? I think like almost a dozen. Wow. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> well, isn't we keep it, you busy. Isn't Halloween the one that just barely had a new one? Yep. It either came out or just coming out this week. I was going to ask if you've seen it, but it might not be out yet. I have not. <laughs> Soon, I'm sure. Soon. <laughs> well, you got a lot of catching up to do um, if it hasn't come out yet. <laughs> it's true. All right, who's is, up? Is Shannon? Shannon, you got any more? Um, well, I was just going to give one more update on uh, my other favorite Universal movie, which is Creature from the Black Lagoon, which is interesting because I don't think I realized that. So it's from 1954. It was a 3D movie. And mm. uh, I mm. guess I didn't realize that. I don't know. It's just interesting looking at it. So it was filmed in 3D and uh the trouble being is that the 3D film fad had really peaked in 1953 and this movie came out in 1954 <laughs> so <laughs> a lot of audiences did see it quote unquote flat is what they called it so it was just in 2D but i never knew that it was filmed to be a 3D movie and it was interesting also kind of reading about the production of it so the idea came about at a 1941 dinner party during the filming of Citizen Kane that the producer, (laughs) who was an actor in that movie, was talking with one of the cinematographers who was telling him about a myth of a race of half-fish, half-human creatures that lived in the Amazon River. So he just kind of made a little story called The Sea Monster, and then 10 years later, he used Beauty and the Beast for inspiration (laughs) and rewrote it as The Black Lagoon. That's wild. I never knew that. Right? So he uh, went through this whole process and went through to film and everything. And it's interesting because the design for Gilman, which is the creature from the Black Lagoon. I didn't know his name was Gilman. Is that his name? Yes. (laughs) That makes it seem way less scary. I know. (laughs) But he was designed by a Disney animator, actually. 
but wow. uh, Millicent Patrick, but her role as designer was really downplayed because um, of the makeup artist who really helped with it all, who kind of just, just got sole credit for it for a long time. But then the bodysuit that was created was made by someone who also made prosthetics for amputees during World War II. Mm. And I guess it was an incredibly hot suit to wear. And so all of the scenes that were like on water, which were filmed at the Universal Backlot, the man who was in it, he was in it for 14 hours a day. And he said he overheated easily. And so due to these, he just stayed in the lake. (laughs) So I can just imagine (laughs) during filming that they're taking a break. They're not even filming. He just was chilling in the lake and would request to get hosed down regularly. (laughs) That's method acting, I guess. There you go. Yes. (laughs) And then for filming underwater scenes, they had a different actor because he would hold his breath for up to four minutes at a time. What? Underwater filming these scenes. Wow. And uh, he had shared in an interview at one point that one day of filming, a snapping turtle came, bit off the foot of the Gilman costume, (laughs) and he had to chase after the turtle to get it back. (laughs) Oh wow. my goodness. Wow. So there's that's some fun some real facts. movie magic. Wow. About, yeah. Holy smokes. Yeah. But yeah, that's all I've got because I'm honestly, yeah, the rest are all repeats. Like we talked about Psycho a little bit at the beginning and things like that, Jaws. But I just want to share some fun facts, at least about the classic black and white ones. So nice. Well, no worries. Yeah. Like like we said, Catherine's got a long list. I've I think we can keep going. Yeah. Catherine, tell us all. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So my personal quest has always been to find a scary movie that really scares me. I don't, <laughs> don't scare easily. I've always been into things that are creepy and supernatural and stuff. Um, but the ones that have come the closest are The Conjuring 1 and 2. Ooh. Uh, these came out in 2013 and 2016. We really have had a kind of renaissance of really good horror movies starting in the 2010s and these are ones that are actually really well written good actors interesting you know subject matter um this series these two movies were directed by james wan james wan and his frequent collaborator lee wanell are two of my favorite people in the horror industry and if they're involved in a movie you know at least it's going to be decent um, they started out, they wrote the movie Saw, and that kind of kick-started their careers. But James Wan directed Conjuring 1 and 2. It's got Patrick Wilson, Vera Farmiga, and Lily Taylor, at least in the first one she's in. Um, but these are based on real-life cases by Ed and Lorraine Warren, who were a married couple. Lorraine was, I guess, a psychic medium, and her husband, Ed... Um, They were both, I guess, I don't want to say ordained, but were given permission by the Catholic Church to go out and investigate, you know, demonic infestations and things like that. So these, both of these movies are based on actual cases that they went on. Uh, The first movie takes place at a haunted house in Rhode Island, and the second movie takes place in a haunted apartment in England. And they're both really good, really scary movies. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I probably won't recommend these to you, but <laughs> thank you. <laughs> these will keep you up at night for sure. Well, like I said about the serial killer thing, it's like 
the fact that they're based on something that is is reportedly real at mm-hmm. least whatever like i feel like that probably makes it even that much crazier you know it's not yeah, like yeah. some really bizarre out there thing it's like no people experienced this or reportedly had this or that happens mm-hmm. like oh jeez yeah and Gives the, the ghibli is just thinking the about warrens it. in their house at least as it's depicted in the movies they have this like room that they keep locked full of their demonic objects that they take from these cases and they keep it in there they're blessed by a priest like once a week or something and they keep the door locked in the wow the most famous object they have in their collection is the doll annabelle Oof. which all spawned its own series yeah of yeah but she's part of that world as well that's terrifying yeah <laughs> yeah there's something about it being a little bit more real that does make it more terrifying mm-hmm. like yeah i don't know yeah for me at least wow yeah <laughs> well what i want to talk about that was one you recommended that i watched is paranormal activity Ooh, so that's I, on my list too <laughs> i had seen well, well i want to hear your opinion about it then because it came out in 2007 it's a supernatural horror film produced written directed and photographed at wow produced written directed photographed and edited by oren pelly 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 anyway yeah, i think so yeah. um it's it's very much a a point of view film so something similar to like Blair Witch Project or Cloverfield where it's like everything you see is from the perspective of this camcorder that this couple has and the story follows this couple a a guy and a girl that are living in this house and like creepy things are happening and and so the whole point of of the little camcorder is that like spooky things creepy things have been happening since they lived in this house and he's like well I'm going to set up this camera and we're going to see if we can catch it on film and so they they keep seeing it starts out as little things right um they set up the camera like in the bedroom and it's looking at their bed and down the hall and all this all this sort of thing kind of a wide view of their bedroom and at first it's like you hear creaking and then like one night it's like a light turns on in the hallway and then turns off and like one day like the door moves and then moves back like there's you know all these little things i will say the the more the movie goes on it, it comes out that the girl has had these experiences like her whole life. Like it's been, it's not just been at this house, like strange things like this have been happening for a long time. And then the guy, Mika, I, mm-hmm. I remember reading it. I thought it was Micah, but then the whole yes, movie Mika. kept Mika. So he, I didn't like him. <laughs> he, was very, <laughs> he was very unlikable. Um, so he was the guy who first like, oh, let's get this camera and see if we can do it. And he just is kind of like, kind of a butthead. Like he, like all along, like the, the, the wife keeps telling, what was her name? I keep calling Katie. her the wife, Katie. I should call her by her name. Yes. And they're both their real names. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's actually the actor's mm. names. But the whole time Katie keeps trying to be like, listen, don't, don't agitate this thing. Like you're like, you're going, we're going to bed and you're like, Hey, demon spooky. Is that all you got? And she's like, no, don't do it. Don't taunt it. Cause it's getting worse. And like, there's all these little things in the movie. Like at one point he's like, I should get like a Ouija board and see if I can communicate with it. And she's like, don't promise me you won't. And he promises. And then he breaks his promise and gets one and scary (laughs) things happen. Anyway, and it just escalates and escalates and gets worse and worse. And I gave you spoilers earlier. Here comes a spoiler. Now as the, as these uh, hauntings get worse and worse at the end, um, Katie finally gets possessed by this thing, this demon, whatever it is, and um, kills Mika like, throws his body into the camera and it's real it's real scary and spooky and i kind of found myself being like yeah good <laughs> like, that guy was a real jerk he got what was coming to him which is weird to be like yeah poor girl got possessed by a demon but she 
killed her boyfriend who was a jerk. So I feel like I had conflicting <laughs> feelings at the end. <laughs> but it was a really scary movie. This and I think this, really is, good one. this is one that the reason that scared me is that so many of these things happen while they're in bed asleep. And so then I'm laying in bed at night going to bed and I'm looking around like, what's, oh, <laughs> what's going to come pop its head out while I'm asleep? And that was really really scary for me. Yeah, the coolest thing about this movie is the simplicity of it. Um, this movie was made for $15,000. Yeah. And it grossed wow. over $193 million. It's crazy. Yeah, I was reading on Wikipedia. So yeah, it was made for $15,000. And then it was acquired by Paramount, which made some modifications, specifically with a different ending, that cost an additional 200000 So they already spent like <laughs> 10 times as much just to tweak it. But you're still talking about a movie that was less than $250,000. And then yeah, a huge, huge success financially. And it's it's crazy. And this was one of the coolest movies I've ever seen in the theater. Because you're there with a crowd of people and it is just, just the little things that door opens or you hear that sound or because you've seen the movie, you know how mm-hmm. they, they'll, they'll speed up and then it slows down and you know when it slows down, something's going to happen and yeah. you just hear the audience go, oh, or they're just anticipating. <laughs> and when that little thing happens, they explode. It was so cool. And the campaign for this when the movie came out was, was really brilliant because they... For the previews for this movie, they showed the audience reaction. They didn't really show you clips from the movie. Uh, it was I just remember watching yeah. the audience being scared. And they had this whole, uh, you have to demand the movie to come to your theater. And so it got people active and engaged and excited for this movie. And so I it came out. It was that. so yeah. exciting. It was like a big, That's awesome. you know, big event to go and see this. Well, I was thoroughly scared. It was, it was really good. Uh, it was a, it was, I, I, always, I feel like I have to put that in quotes because I was so scared. <laughs> <laughs> but it was it was very good. I like that good. one. And this is another one that has quite a few sequels. Um, if you're interested in watching more, I recommend one, two, and three. Okay. Those are the best ones. <laughs> <laughs> what is it about these horror movies where they have lots of sequels? Because it just brings in more money. <laughs> it's all about the money. Fair. <laughs> Well, Shannon, I know you wrapped it up. Sean, did you have any more? Because I, we, we could keep talking over here. I think we, we'll go through a couple more a between us. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's use the time to go through some more of yours. Cool. Yeah, go for it, Catherine. Give us another one. My next one is another uh, one with several sequels that's Insidious, uh, specifically one and two. That was one you recommended to me. I could only find two on the streaming services, which is weird. Oh, so I was like, I, I shouldn't start with two. I yeah, start with this one, is so. one you definitely want to watch in order just so you know what's going on. This came out in 2010 and 2013. Um, it's another James Wan movie. Um, and this one, again, has Patrick Wilson, uh, Rose Byrne, Barbara Hershey, Lynn Shay, and Lee Wanell. And this is just the most watered-down premise. Uh, a family is looking to prevent evil spirits from trapping their comatose child in a realm called the Further. Uh, <laughs> so it's, it's so much more than that. But basically, yeah, this child is has gone unconscious. Nobody quite knows why. And while he's in this comatose state, different, you know, restless spirits are trying to enter his body and take it over. And so the dad has to kind of undergo hypnosis to get into the the further to rescue his son. Um, And this this movie is great because it's got some really good scares in it. It's really creepy. But it's also got a lot of great humor, uh, specifically with Lee Wanell and the other actor, who I don't have his name in front of me. Uh, but they play a couple of paranormal investigators. 
And they're kind of bumbling guys. You know, one thing they both think they know so much and they're such experts, but they're kind of just goofy fellas. <laughs> and so they bring a lot of great humor and levity to a movie that's really intense. That sounds like a scary one. It is. <laughs> but it's a lot of fun, too. I couldn't, it says I couldn't find the first these one movies are I, fun. on any of the streaming well, services. You're I welcome to up. borrow any of these because I own all of <laughs> them. If I'm brave enough. Um, I did look up just like the trailers just to get like a taste for it. And yeah, looks, uh, that was scary. <laughs> well, the last one I want to talk about with a little bit of detail was the scariest of the ones that you had recommended and that I watched so far, which is It, Chapter Ooh. One. <laughs> I made myself watch it. That's Wait, a good one. The oh, original or the remake? Geez. The 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 two thousands uh, the twenty seventeen version. Yeah, I didn't I didn't watch the original. Uh, so the twenty seventeen, uh, which is it, chapter one. There's a chapter two out as well. Oh boy, it was scary. <laughs> <laughs> I had oh I had a hard time watching it. So uh, it's an adaptation of uh, it's a two part adaptation. So like I said, chapter two is out as well, and I haven't watched it. Um, it's an adaptation of the nineteen eighty six novel by the same name by Stephen King. That guy, boy, he's uh, he, all of wonderful. Guy. Yeah, <laughs> what scares him? I know, I know, right? That's Jeez. a good question. But like, so many of his stories have been turned into to movies and whatever. But anyway, it was really, really terrifying. Um, uh, Bill Skarsgård was he's tremendous. Really good. He was he was terrifying as Pennywise, but he he was great. It was br- a brilliant performance. He was so good. I don't know a lot of the other kids that are in the movies, but Finn Wolfhart, famous from Stranger Things, is in the movie. But it basically is a story of uh, these kids who are kind of like they're the they call themselves the Losers Club. Um, they're all kids that have kind of been picked on and bullied and whatever. And this group of these seven kids are terrorized by this being that emerges from the sewer, dressed like a clown. Um, but of course, it can change shape and take on these different forms, and it's the most terrifying creepy thing i don't feel like i'm scared of clowns in general right like i know a lot of people are like oh clowns are so scary and so creepy i'm i don't fall into that camp but boy this is like it it was just next level this thing that it is was really terrifying early on in the movie the one the one kid's uh brother he's he's chasing his little paper sailboat that's going down the the rain gutter in the rainstorm uh, and the the boat goes down into this storm drain. As he reaches down to to get it, he sees Pennywise, this this terrible clown monster, just hanging out in the storm drain, looking back with a terrifying smile and like the glow in his eyes and the whole thing. And like from that very moment, I was just like petrified. <laughs> that set the tone for the rest of the movie. Anything happened, I was just like curled up in this tight little ball, and I was like, oh gosh. <laughs> you guys remember because when we went to the 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 Halloween horror what. I never remember the name. What's the name of it again? Fright Fest. Fright Fest. I couldn't remember last year. I couldn't remember this year. When we went to Fright Fest, you guys saw how I was just a terrified (laughs) little ball of scared. That's how I was this entire movie. It was so scary. Oh, and so now I know there's a part two, and I don't know if I'm brave enough to go watch it. You should read the book. Oh, is that better or worse? I don't know. It's different. (laughs) Okay, different. Yeah. Anyway, maybe I I should go check that one out. But anyway. It just was so scary. Oh, I feel like I should just, I'm just picturing his face in my mind. Right. And it gives me the, the, the giblies anyway. See, I could never because I would get trailers that would pop up like on my Instagram or whatever. And the trailers themselves gave me nightmares. And I was like, well, if I can't handle a couple of jump scares and a 30 second thing, there's no way I could ever The trailer survive. for part two is terrifying. I watched that. And and it like just the trailer itself 
was really terrifying to me. So I have to really get brave if I ever want to watch part two. But <laughs> it's just funny because like there are movies that every Halloween I like to watch, right? Like I can watch Nightmare Before Christmas a million mm-hmm. times and and Hocus Pocus and like a lot of these like Halloween movies I can watch over and over. But I, just, I really had to get up the courage to watch some of these. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, anyway, that's that was the last one I had to, any details to talk about. But yeah, if you got more, Catherine, keep I going. I do. I'll try to make it a little quicker. Um the next one I love is The Strangers, uh, which came out in 2008. It stars Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman. And this is another based on true events that really... Oh, yeah. 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 Take it with a grain of salt. <laughs> but this is a neat movie. It's just the this couple, something has happened, and you learn that along the way. But they're both very upset, and they're at this, this vacation home. And... Uh, Suddenly they get a knock at the door in the middle of the night and it's, you know, some young woman asking if Tamara is there and they're like, no, you're at the room. There's nobody here by that name. And she leaves and comes back and knocks on the door again. And No, she's not here. There's no one here by that name. And then all hell breaks loose and they start terrorizing the young couple and breaking in. And it's three people in different masks and they're hunting them down and the neat thing with this movie is dialogue is very sparse. There's not a lot of mm. talking. Um, so the, the, the sounds that you hear are really cool. Or you'll just, there's a great moment where uh, the Liv Tyler character is standing in the kitchen, just, I think, getting a drink of water. And you see way off in the corner, if you're, if you're not looking for it, you might miss it. But you see one of the guys in a mask just standing just out of the way. Oh, and you don't hear geez. anything. She doesn't even see it. You know, it's, it's things like that. It's got a lot of a lot of scary moments like that, and it's got some great music in it because um, they've got a record player that's playing. Oh, but yeah. yeah, it's very sparse. It's very stripped down, and that's part of you know home invasion stuff is always kind of scary because it's another thing that could actually happen. Yeah, yeah, and something that is real, and also you mm-hmm. don't have a lot of control over. Like exactly, yeah, and that you thought was safe. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You're in your home. You think you're safe, and. No. I'm realizing the blinds to our kitchen window here are open. I should close them. (laughs) (laughs) I don't like that now. Um, I actually saw the sequel, The Strangers Pray at Night. I worked on that movie. And then when it came out, I was like, oh, I should see what this is all about and watch the actual thing. And it was scary. And it was a lot of, you know, stabbing. I I enjoyed it. It's not as good as the first one, but, you know, it's a good time. I'll have to try the first one then. Yeah. The other one that I highly recommend is The Descent. The Descent. Um, or as one of my friends calls it, Babes in a Cave. And <laughs> it's, it's this group of women. They get together every, I don't know if it's every year, or like every couple of years, and they do some adventure activity together. So it's a group of like five or six women. And this year they're going spelunking. So they go into this cave and they go exploring and I'm not claustrophobic, but this movie makes you feel claustrophobic. I already don't like it. <laughs> and they get down there, they get lost, oh, and no. they discover there's creatures in the cave. Oh, no. Uh, <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> um, this movie came out in 2005. Um, but yeah, it's got some great, like a, the claustrophobia stuff is great. Um, and then it's got some really cool surprise scares in there. Things that you're not expecting. Characters out of the blue getting killed. And you're like, wait, what? How did that happen? Oh, geez. <laughs> but, uh, 
<laughs> that one's a lot of fun. Um, and then the last one I had here was Sinister Parts 1 and 2. Mm. Uh, came out in 2012 and 2015. Um, the first one stars Ethan Hawke. And uh, the premise of the first movie is a washed up true crime writer finds a box of Super 8 home movies in his new home. Revealing that the murder he is currently researching is the work of a serial killer whose legacy dates back to the 1960s. And again, that's a very watered down <laughs> description <laughs> from IMDb. But this is a great movie. It's a fantastic premise. It's got a really scary, iconic looking bad guy. And the, the sequel, the, in the first movie, there's a deputy that helps out the Ethan Hawke character. And he's the focus of the second movie. And it's I don't want to give too much away in case you ever see this movie because it's a great twist at the end. Um, but this is one of the creepiest movies I've ever seen. It's got some really dark imagery. The, the Super 8 movies that he finds in his home are all essentially snuff films. And so you see these families dying in these really horrific ways and you oh, find wow. that the murders are all linked. Um, but it's really creepy. The music is incredibly disturbing. Um but the characters are really great. You really care about these people. Ah, uh, Aaron, you won't be happy when they die this time. <laughs> Most of them uh, meet with bad endings. But See, that made it easier when the characters were unlikable because then I was like, oh, good, he's dead. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, these, this one's a harder one. But yeah, oh. it's, it's so good and it's such a great idea. And yeah, I enjoy watching that one every year. <laughs> nice. Man, I really got to get brave and watch more of these. So <laughs> See, I think they're fun. Yeah. There's a whole world Scary movies there. are fun fun to me so oh good <laughs> oh man well i've got more for honorable mentions but maybe i'll save that for the end but uh this is probably a good spot to wrap it up Catherine, thank you so much oh, for joining so us much fun this is so great yeah, fun having you <laughs> yes. and i really feel like this this was super helpful to save this episode because you, you heard <laughs> the rest true. of us talking we were just gonna do last year's episode again basically <laughs> So this this was perfect. We it was, this is the perfect topic for you, and we'll love to have you back again sometime. Oh, we'll find to. something else we can talk about. But uh, this was so great. Glad to have thank you. you on. Thank you. This is and fun. thanks and thanks for listening to the show too. Like I'm so glad we can have yeah. you on. But like you you're always writing in emails. You're like whenever I, we see you, you're always like oh this episode and that episode, and I love it. So thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Thank you all <laughs> for your hard work. I, I it's it's my favorite thing to do Friday morning. Go for my walk. Listen to the favorite show. Oh, <laughs> so, that's so great. I love it. <laughs> well, I guess we ought to wrap it up. Uh, we want to hear what you think. Send us an email at thefavoriteshow at gmail.com. Look us up on Instagram at the favorite show podcast. Let us know your favorite horror movies. Uh, even if you're not brave enough to watch any really scary ones, like <laughs> most of us on this show, um, just let us know. We will we'll see if we can maybe be brave enough to watch some of them. Um, also, let us know if you have suggestions for future topics or guests or whatever. Make sure you subscribe so you don't miss any future episodes. And we'd love a five-star rating if you like what you hear. And if you don't feel like giving us a five-star rating, I'm sure it's because most of us are wimps. So just... just <laughs> Give Catherine five stars yes. this week. Cat yeah. Five stars for Catherine on this one. Yes. Well, I guess that'll do it. Until next week, my name's Aaron. Sean here. And I'm Shannon. And I'm Catherine. Yay! Yay. <laughs> Talk to you later. Bye. Cue the music.
So when I watched Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the, the the original, the first one, it was real spooky in those spooky bits. But I, I pulled it up on Hulu and Hulu has a bunch of movies through an alternate service called Freebie where you can watch free movies with ads. So I feel like that really eased the tension of Texas Chainsaw Massacre when like he's out there like revving up his chainsaw and chasing her through the woods. And then an ad for kitty litter would pop up. (laughs) (laughs) Quick funny story. Catherine, you reminded me when you were saying how fun it was to watch uh, the one movie in the theater. It was actually hilarious because there was one time me and Alex, we went to go see, I think it was the second Deadpool movie. And one of the trailers before it was for The Nun. And it was Mm -hmm. the scariest trailer. (laughs) The whole movie theater, it had a major jump scare. And we all like freaked out and then collectively laughed because (laughs) we all like got so scared. And then we all just like laughed at ourselves because we were like, this isn't what we signed up for. This was supposed to be a stupid, (laughs) funny superhero movie. I'm just realizing, Robert, I didn't have any headphones for you, so you only heard what we said. You didn't hear the other half of the show. (laughs) Speaking of Robert, I'll throw in for him. He loves 13 Ghosts, Happy Death Day, Happy Death Day 2, and Idle Hands. You guys did send me a very long list. I'm going to be working on that for the rest of my life, I think. (laughs) 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 Which is hopefully a long life free of being murdered. (laughs) Exactly. You watch these movies so you know what to do if you're ever in that situation. There you go. go. Yes, when some Somebody comes after you, you fall over and scream. No, that's what you don't. <laughs> that's, that's what I'll do. <laughs> they call and say they're in the house. Leave the house. Run away. 